We don't use the word prophet to describe Jesus's mother, Mary, very often. Usually in the Christmas story, she is kind of more of a symbol, you know, a, a sweetly smiling young woman after having given birth in a barn. Now, I've been in a, a few birthing rooms, and I think it's safe to say, in my experience, that she wasn't all smiles that night. Also, to call her a prophet, to give her the words that she shared, that level of respect, also means that you have to get past some of the historic hangups. That one, she was a woman. Two, she was unmarried. And three, she was poor. And in this world, those three strikes mean that many people wouldn't call her a prophet. That's the world's story. It's different than God's story. Mary gave a prophecy about God's story, about a new world, a new kingdom that is coming. A kingdom in which people like her are equal to the emperor in Rome. And Mary had something to say. And I want you to hear her words today. Mary said, with all my heart, I glorify the Lord. In the depths of who I am, I rejoice in God, my Savior. He has looked with favor on the low status of his servant. Look, from now on, everyone will consider me highly favored because the mighty one has done great things for me. Holy is his name. He shows mercy to everyone from one generation to the next who honors him as God. He has shown strength with his arm. He has scattered those with arrogant thoughts and proud inclinations. He has pulled the powerful down from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty-handed. He has come to the aid of his servant Israel, remembering his mercy, just as he promised to our ancestors, to Abraham and to Abraham's descendants forever. Mary wasn't just the woman who gave birth to Jesus. Mary had something to say. She proclaims a world in which God pulls the powerful down from their thrones and lifts up the poor. She proclaims a world in which those who are broke are filled with good things and the rich are sent away. Mary proclaims a world in which God views a poor, unmarried woman with dignity and highest honor. And this is still the world that we work and we wait for. This is still the vision that propels Christ's mission in this world. And yet, like I said last week, Advent is about the almost, but not yet. The Crosslines Christmas store closed last week after serving hundreds of households in need. 
Each year, except for last year, each year this church community has run the housewares part of the store. And I want to thank Bob and Judy Laveau for their work to be a blessing to so many people over the years. Bob and Judy, the, the blessing that you have helped this community be has kept Christ's light of hope for a better world, kept that going. Now, most years, Colonial Church, church tithes. We involve over 10% of our people, usually about 30 people in our church community, to work the different shifts and also the store setup and the store takedown. I love working the Christmas store on so many levels. It was actually a few years ago, it was the impetus that started, got me starting to learn Spanish so that I could be more effective. Even though, more though, that for me anyway, Working the Crosslines Christmas store is one of the most important things that I do to prepare myself for Christmas. Christmas should be a, a test of our hearts. Are we still passionate about the mission that Mary prophesied? Are we still working and waiting for this better world? Or have we given up? Have we decided that it's been so long and the poor still suffer? And maybe that, that's the way it always has and we think maybe it's the way it always will be. Christmas should test our hearts. Christmas should give us a view of the world that's beyond what we experience most days. Christmas should remind us that even while those of us with wealth watch your stock portfolios go up, it should remind you that you have brothers and sisters who own no stock and don't have enough groceries for this week. Christmas should remind those of us who are poor that it is no shame to be poor. God sees your need and calls this world to see you too, not as a charity case, but as a sister or a brother, a part of the family. Working at the Crosslines Christmas store, it, it brings people together people who live in different neighborhoods. The room at the Christmas store, it's, it's a big room with a view of all of God's people. It's a room with a view of people who often get overlooked, just like Mary. People like Jose. Eh, la verdad, cuando ustedes me ayudaron, 
eh, me pude contener, pero creo que llegué al carro que yo traía y me puse a llorar porque no tenía mi renta, no tenía mi luz, me ayudaron con la renta eh, en lugar de un mes, me pagaron dos meses y wow, me, me sorprendió porque nunca pensé que, que eso me fuese a pasar. Eh, ayer, ayer precisamente o antier, fueron a desalojar a mínimo seis u ocho familias sacarlos a la calle de sus apartamentos por no poder pagar su renta, entonces sí hay mucha gente que necesita. Sí es lo que yo veo, o sea, veo mucha gente, le digo, hay gente que tal vez tiene una profesión aquí y no tiene ni para la renta, entonces. Yo llegué a la conclusión a la hora que veo a esas gentes que sacaron sin poder sacar sus cosas y están en la calle, yo retrocedí el tiempo y dije, Gracias a ustedes, yo no, no, no pasé por esto. Y gracias a Dios, pues, me han ayudado y aquí estoy. Si no hubiera sido por ustedes, no sé, me hubiera ido a vivir tal vez abajo de un puente o algo así, pero no sé qué hubiese pasado. En mi favorito, Charles Dickens, A Christmas Carol. When Scrooge meets the ghost of Christmas present, He is shocked when these two wild and ragged children tumble from the giant's robes. Scrooge initially thinks that the two children must belong to the giant. But the giant tells Scrooge that they are humanity's children. He tells them that the boy is called ignorance and the girl want. Beware them both and all of their degree, but most of all, beware this boy. I need rooms like the Christmas store. Maybe you do too. I need rooms with a view that include all of God's children. I need rooms with a view that drive away the ignorance of the needs of people in this world, because this is why I follow Jesus. This is why I believe that we together can keep Christ's light of hope on as we continue to work and wait for the world that Mary prophesied, the world that Jesus proclaimed. And I believe that you, all of us, In this church community, we are called to keep that light of hope going. As Mary said, to show God's mercy to everyone from one generation to the next. And yet, there are days. There are days when I see how distant the concerns of government are from the common good. It's all about bickering politics, whose side you're on. There are days when the mission of Christ's church seems like it's hanging on to a quaint idea from the past. And then I remember that a long time ago, the prophet Micah spoke to a little town outside of Jerusalem. Bethlehem was like many places, 
It was a town that few people had heard about. Just an ancient rural community. Listen to what Micah told to this town. As for you, Bethlehem of Ephrathah, even though you are the least significant of Judah's forces, one who is to be a ruler in Israel on my behalf will come out of from you. His origin is from remote times, from ancient days. Therefore, he will give them up until the time when she who is in labor gives birth. The rest of his kin will return to the people of Israel. He will stand and shepherd his flock in the strength of the Lord, in the majesty of the name of the Lord his God. They will dwell secure because he will surely become great throughout the earth. He will become one of peace. This church community isn't huge. We're not the the least or the most significant in Judah or Kansas City. We're in the middle. And we have a role to play. You have a role to play. We're not the, the saviors of the world. We just work for him. My question for you is this. What rooms with a view will your faith call you into going into this coming year? And I want to tell you something. Right as I was preparing this message for today, the Holy Spirit connected me with Laura. Her husband was laid off last week. They have three kids, and Christmas is coming. It's a tough, tough spot to be in. What is the role of a church community like ours, like this? We are a mission post on mission road. We cannot fix global climate change. That's above our pay grade. But we can put on solar panels. We cannot fix global poverty. Way above our pay grade but we can stand with the light and share it as best we can. Because of people like you and your your generosity to the pastor's discretionary fund, I was able to share with Laura and her family. And she said that she might come to worship with us on Sunday. And I told her how honored we'd be if she did. Seriously, that would make Christmas. It would be a reason to celebrate because she is family. She is a sister in Christ. Because I believe that God's story continues with those who are willing to do their part, standing with the light, dispelling ignorance and want, and doing it in the name of the one who will stand and shepherd his flock in the strength of the Lord, with the majesty of the name of the Lord his God, so that all, all people will dwell secure and in peace. Amen.